Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Football is many things. Unpredictable, exciting, colorful, passionate, absorbing, Expensive, venal, infuriating, exasperating, time-consuming, depressing. But one thing it most certainly is not is a level playing field. Welcome to the famous sloping pitch. Now, it may be that here at the famous sloping pitch, we have given the impression that we disapprove of the authoritarian and murderous regime in Saudi Arabia. We may have hinted that its attempts <laughs> to sports wash are disgusting. We may have implied that players going there are morally complicit. However, credit where credit is due. This morning, I would like to thank the House of Saud and the Saudi Arabian FA for selflessly and bravely taking John Terry off our hands. <laughs> and talking of offing our hands, may I suggest that John's mum, Sue, I believe, uh, steers clear, clear of the Rehad branch of M&S. Um, oh. So that was the big news this morning. <laughs> I, I, yes, yes. John Terry's gone to Saudi Arabia. In what capacity? Um, he's as a manager, a manager of really? one of the... The owls. Well, his manager, Al, you know, yeah, who gives yeah, a fuck. You can call yeah, me Al. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can call me Al. Yeah, so is he going to actually manage or is he just going to put the kit on in case they win a trophy? I only put the suit on in case they win a trophy. I think he stepped up from the, uh, the old he? kit thing. Yeah, but still with shin pads, of course. His official role, player and uh, <laughs> player stroke trophy receiver. Yes. <laughs> I mean, literally, I've only seen the headlines. So it may, it may, it may be proved to be completely untrue. He may have just gone there on holiday. If it isn't, if he, you know, if it's if it does happen in the future, I'd still. That, uh, keep that to that message. Yes, okay, uh, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Excellent, excellent. I was very uh, taken by a headline also that uh, the Rugby World Cup, which is coming up, has been rocked by spy fears. That's the headline. <laughs> and I must say, I'm always baffled by this sort of thing. I mean, apparently teams have been spying on one another using drones and, and so forth and, and spies sneaking into training and stuff. And uh, during the Women's World Cup, this happened, didn't it? Didn't the uh, the Telegraph in Australia that had restyled itself the Tillygraph for the Matildas yes. use a full-sized helicopter to spy on 
Australia's opponents. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's not, not very good spying. Is it? It's not spying. It's just trying to mess their hair up. <laughs> but but what can you see? What can you see from spying? This is the this is the fascinating thing. What could they possibly learn that would be any use? You know, what did Marcelo Bielsa ever ever learn? You know, and I I just think you know that somewhere there's a report that's going, boss boss, they're using cones, <laughs> and they go, oh no, we're using cones. It's going to be a draw. <laughs> I've got a friend, you know, who who does the editing for um a lot of the uh, a lot of the football output on sky and he knows nothing about football <laughs> at all which you would think would be a problem and so i'm just wondering if the pe- pe- people who get l- l- looking at this drone footage are just saying oh, all i can see is lots of asses there's just <laughs> asses everywhere every chance they get the asses around <laughs> it's just a, it's just a pile of blokes That's yeah, yeah. they're in a pile <laughs> yeah <laughs> they can't be planning to do that can they <laughs> i was also interested by the uh, the uh, this been a big uh, a big uh, uh, noise in the headlines about the Ballon d'Or shortlist uh, <laughs> not having Cristiano Ronaldo in it for the first time since 2003 and but he's playing in, he's retired <laughs> he's playing in Saudi Arabia <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah, well, other, other notable um, absentees were Sir Stanley Matthews. Yes. <laughs> Lord Kinnaird. Other previous winners have been overlooked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, the other thing is, obviously, obviously, we are on, well, we are on an international break, which is very exciting. And, and I was just thinking that, you know, in Stoke and many other cities and towns, we used to have our own holiday which was the oh, yeah. last week of June and the first week of July. So the, the large industries could shut down uh, as one, okay, for a much-needed break. And so Did the, it have the, a cute name all of its it, own? Was it, it, called, was was it, Potters, called it was the Potter's Fortnight, is what it was, <laughs> or just Potter's. You know, and it, what basically happened was they shut down all the factories and, you know, and the, and the city returned. It was rewilded, in a sense, for two weeks. You know, it returned to a <laughs> previously... Pe- while bucolic, the people went feral. <laughs> yeah, a bucolic state, you know. And I would go walking with my dad and say, Dad, was, was that a deer I saw down by the power station? Was that a kingfisher on the canal? Was that a herd of zebra going past Shelton Bar Steelworks? And he'd say, do you know what, son? They may well have been uh, before pushing me down the next chimney that I had to clean. Anyway, the point being that football too presents us with the occasional lull, all right, to catch our breath, to regain mm-hmm. perspective, to make sense of it all. The players return to their homes like soldiers on leave and the sports presses grow silent because nothing is happening <laughs> apart from the transfer window oh, yeah, and the England squad announcements and the European draws and Woody Allen commentating, commenting on the Spanish FA and Jordan Henderson explaining that he went to Saudi Arabia because it was the best place to bury your head in the sand. Oh, and <laughs> Anthony and Greenwood and Sancho and United losing 550 million in a day and VAR continuing to be shit and scientists growing a whole human embryo without sperm or an egg and Todd Bowley getting very excited for what that can do to Chelsea's recruitment drive. <laughs> and that's our show. And yeah. we'll see you next week. Yeah. And, and Stoke <laughs> lost and Oldham drew and Mo Salah became the new face of the uncertainty principle. Uh, it'd be great when football's back when we've got something to talk about. It will be great. I mean, well, there are, aren't there, coming up a couple of England games, as you say, a mm. qualifier against Ukraine on Saturday and then some sort of heritage bun fight against Scotland on Tuesday. Not sure what that's in aid of. But um, Gareth Southgate announced his squad, as you say, with a, with a certain amount of controversy, it has to be said. Usually, 
Uh, Gareth gets away with picking the, picking the twenty odd best players, <laughs> but on this occasion, uh, Harry Maguire and Calvin Phillips are in, despite having hardly played at all this season or, or last season. Really, uh, Maguire is going to be playing. It seems now that uh, Varane is out for a while and Martinez has injured himself, yeah, yeah. and Luke Shaw is injured also, and so he's going to be playing. But you can't pick players who are going to be playing, can you? I mean, that's not a, a criterion that Gareth should be using. And uh, is thrown into stark relief the uh, Maguire and uh, Phillips being picked by the omission of Raheem Sterling, who uh, could could justifiably claim to be just as much of a uh, of a stalwart as the other two, yeah, you, would, you would say. And uh, uh, also has been playing for Chelsea and has been, uh, so far this season, their best player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, scored two goals. And James Ward-Prowse, obviously, there's, uh, there's moaning, isn't there, at West Ham? There's moaning at Aston Villa. There's moaning at several clubs that, you know, come on, we've started the season really well. You've always said, Southgate has always said, although never done, I have to say, never done, that, he, yeah. that he wanted to pick players uh, on form. I mean, I think the Maguire thing, you know, you know I have a special place in my heart for Harry Maguire because I feel he's been so badly bullied. And yes. I don't I don't mind him being there, to tell you, to tell you the honest truth. Did he pick Henderson in the end? Yes, yes, he did. I mean, uh, you know, which is uh, obviously another old reliable of of Gareth Southgate. And, and, you know, uh, he was always a player, even in the World Cup, like uh, the end of last year, he was always a player you were, you were perfectly happy to see involved. Yeah. You know, he was, he, he's not, um, as far as I can see, his form hasn't gone off a cliff, but then we're not watching uh, what L, what the fuck, are playing like, are we? So, you know, we don't know well, if he's... No but, uh, no, no, but people are. I don't know whether you, you see that the, the Saudi league has been sold since Ronaldo arrived there to 140 countries. Yeah. And 650% uh, increase in revenue, which is yeah. just quite staggering, isn't it? Yeah. And just yeah. the BBC should get Ronaldo on the one show because those are good figures, I've got to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the, the Saudi league is reckoned to be like the championship, isn't it? And if the championship had Cristiano Ronaldo in it. Um, but actual championship players, that's uh, uh, Connor Cody, for instance, now, yeah. that seemed to be a, 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 a stumbling block for the England squad. So, you know, Gareth, Gareth Southgate is... Uh, is uh, is making some making some unusual choices i think at the moment yeah, I think. And, and, and I, I think you're right that some of it is to do with sort of cohesion of the squad. But, but with it, almost with every pick, there's a there's a there's a there's a counter pick that could have uh, <laughs> I suppose, could, be, yeah. could be more interesting, if you like. Yeah, um, well, I mean, and the, the most interesting thing about the internationals coming up was going to be, wasn't it, whether whether um, Trent Alexander-Arnold's uh, transformation into a deep-lying midfield quarterback style of player was going to be something that would happen for England. And, of course, he injured himself as soon as uh, the squad was announced and, yes. uh, and isn't going to be playing, which is a bit of a shame. Yes, but that's you know that's a very common thing, the injury once the squad is announced. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's actually... Actually, just talking about Henderson, because obviously Henderson did that interview. Did you see that about, about you know, he, he's been very disappointed about the reaction to him going to Saudi Arabia? Yes, um, he did that with the... The Athletic, wasn't it? it yes, was, it was with uh, the Athletic. That's right. And he said that you know he felt he wasn't wanted at Liverpool anymore. And I thought, well, yeah, well, but, but, well, yeah. you know, that's he that's just a, signed a new contract a year ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. He said he was really hurt. That yeah. was the phrase he used. He was really hurt by criticism of his decision to move to Saudi Arabia, um, which he must have expected, unless he's an idiot. You know, he must have expected 
to be criticised by people uh, because, uh, you know, there are lots of people who've, who, lots of players have gone to Saudi Arabia without the same level of criticism, but they hadn't stuck their head above the parapet in quite the same way that Jordan Henderson did during the World Cup particularly. Mm. And he tries, and, he, and he's still um, going on about, uh, you know, what, I, I, I did my bit, you know, I, put, I, I wore the laces, I wore the armband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, he's yeah. still, he's still, uh, but, you know, you can't, you can hardly blame, I think, LGBTQ uh, groups uh, that protest against that were protesting against the Qatari regime, protesting against the Saudi regime, um, against their attitudes to, to yeah. their own particular lifestyle choices and orientation, yeah. and, 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 and the, you can hardly blame them for turning their back on Jordan Henderson, no, no, which, no. They're, which they're, they're the England LGBTQ group are planning to do, aren't they? <laughs> yes, they are. Um, I was going to say, but I, I thought there were, there were two particularly choice phrases there, which were um, uh, not wanted and really hurt, and you think, yeah, well, try going to. Saudi Arabia is a gay man then. Then yeah. you'll find out what not wanted and really and hurt really. Be. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, 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 I must say I, I was baffled by, I mean, it felt like a, a, a very sort of effortful rewriting of history for, to set, for Henderson to say uh, that he felt Jurgen Klopp didn't want him anymore. Um, because Jurgen Klopp, I, I mean, Jurgen Klopp anyway is is someone who will who will go and, and express openly love for his players. Yes. In 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 post match interviews and in any in any interviews at, at the drop of any particular hat, and I, I think you know you got the impression, didn't you, that he was quite stunned, Klopp, by losing Henderson and losing Fabinho in the yes. way that he did. It took him about it took him uh, it took him a, a little while to to right the ship after that, and I think it's very telling that he's replaced Hendo with a player called Endo. Yeah, and I think that that just goes to show that uh, how uh, the degree of pining that is yes. going on yeah. at Klopp Towers, you know. Yeah, yeah. And it just takes taking an H off a training top, and you know that's yeah. uh, that's yeah. a cheap job done. Yeah, isn't yeah, it? Uh, exactly. It's like it's like the uh, Mane Kane uh, trans transition <laughs> at yeah. Bayern, isn't it? Or, or far more 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 obscurely, like when Tom came into Neighbours instead of Max, uh, and uh, they oh. just crossed out the name Max and put Tom in. He was exactly the same That's character. A, yeah, a long time yeah. ago. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Now about uh, just about the Saudi thing, uh, Ronaldo was once again doing his bit for um, sports washing by saying <laughs> by saying that uh, that Saudi Arabia, of course, was a lot less controversial as a place than Spain. This week, which <laughs> is really funny, especially Spain is where he's been for the last. It sort of is where he's been, yes, years. exactly. But you know, yeah, the, the thing is, if you've got a problematic um, uh, society, the best way to the best way to effect change is from within. Yes, you know, is like, to, like, is to yes. be part of it and to be paid as much as possible by it. Yes, that's exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, but, uh, you know, and you think, well, yes, yes, there is less controversy in Saudi Arabia, and that's because nobody dares to say anything. That's well, yes. Reason. I mean, I think the th that one of the big differences between uh, Spain and Saudi Arabia is that in Spain, there are journalists <laughs> who, who haven't been hacked to bits by a bone saw uh, who are prepared to criticise what's going on and, yeah. and you know, make, make, uh, make open... Um, descriptions of what's yeah, going on. I mean, in, on, Sp yeah. in Spain, um, you know, this thing is still rumbling on, isn't it? This Luis oh, yeah, Rubiales, yeah, yeah. the kiss heard round the world. Um, this week's uh, this week's fallout was the the sacking of Jorge Vilda, um, oh. so, which some people uh, would say has been a long time coming. Since um, in the autumn, um, fifteen of his uh, his. Squad. Yeah. 
squad refused to play for him, and only only three of them actually made it to the Women's World Cup, didn't they? Um, and that and that um, since the kiss thing, 81, 81 women's players have said they're not going to play until Rubiales goes. Never mind Vilda, and yeah. Vilda it seems has been sacked for applauding. Rubiales when he made a speech saying he wasn't going to resign. Uh, uh, although you look at the, the, the statement from the Spanish Federation about the sacking of Jorge Vilda and there just isn't a reason in there. No. There's no reason given. It's not like, uh, you know, he doesn't, uh, we don't match his ambition or, you know, yeah, any of yeah, that yeah, sort yeah, of shit. Yeah, 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 there yeah. is just nothing. There's just, just no indication as to why they've sacked him. I just don't think they could bear to write it down. That's no, well, thing. I think I think the fact is no one likes you anymore. Yes, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. And we're going to have yeah. to, you know, because he, he won the World Cup. He's taken the nation yeah. to number two in the world rankings. He won 75 out of 108 games. Yeah. You know, it's not a bad record. No. But, no, but you can just imagine going up to him and going, Look, I know HR will say that this isn't a sackable fence, <laughs> yeah. but you are stinking the place out, mate. You really are. Yeah, You've yeah. got to get out of here. This is terrible. And then, uh, and then, of course, I, I see that, uh, that Woody Allen had had, had uh, come, <laughs> stepped up to, to to defend Rubiales. And you think, no, yeah. actually, Woody, perhaps not the best person. Oh my goodness, did he really? I mean, yes, it's, he did. It, he's. <laughs> he genuinely he's a, did. I mean, you know, obviously, obviously, a, a, a brilliant, brilliant comedy uh, presence and film, yes. but not someone you'd want on your side in a controversy of this kind. Not really, no. And also, used a great phrase, which I thought wasn't, you know, Woody Allen can be very satirical and, and, and brilliantly precise, but he, I think one of the phrases he used was, he didn't burn a school down, which... <laughs> is that the line? Apparently, that, that's the line, you know. Is that the line to keep your job as the yeah. president of the yeah, Spanish Football Federation? give me a kiss or I'm going to burn a school down. That's, that's <laughs> yeah, the yeah, options. Yeah, yeah. Everyone knows that. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, that row is rum. We said last week, didn't we? And I still can't believe he hasn't done it. Uh, that if Rubiales had resigned, this would have all gone away. Yep. And you know, uh, and, and sorry, had apologised, this would all have gone away. And then, uh, you know, he wouldn't have. I, I don't think he'd have had to resign if he if he'd said afterwards, "Oh, I got, I got carried away, and I apologise." I think I think this would have gone away. But it, it's it's the the steadfast refusal to yeah. acknowledge any kind of wrongdoing, any kind of line crossing, that is that is that is doing him in. It's doing him in, and it's taking weeks. It's taking weeks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, you know, it's it's very simple. We've seen it. British British politics. You can get away with it. You snog the you snog the lady, and then you say, "I'm sorry. I've been taking a lot." of painkillers and I thought it was my <laughs> wife that, and then you're fine then you're fine you're fine you're fine uh, just a very very quick final thing on, on, on if you don't mind on on Saudi is I love the fact that Valdano said I don't know what you're all complaining about um, about about the Saudi league taking all your players it's been happening to us forever in South America which is absolutely yeah, yeah. of course absolutely true well it is it is true and, and you know there is a uh the uh, the thing about do you see there was a thing where where the where uh, the big clubs in Europe were were try- badgering UEFA to make sure that uh, Saudi uh, Arabia paid their paid their transfer fees on time because there's a there's a mechanism in UEFA for the UEFA clubs uh, of punishment for late yeah. payment uh, in in a way uh, to make sure that one club having financial difficulties doesn't take another one down yeah. uh, and Saudi Arabia are not. Uh, part of that scheme because they're not in UEFA. So they're asking FIFA 
to oh Christ, asking FIFA to create a system whereby Saudi can be badgered for for and and I don't think there's yet been any indication that Saudi Arabia don't pay their bills. I mean, I think you know they they lashed out that two billion to Jared Kushner in America in in no time, didn't they? That was just one check. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so I uh, but nonetheless, they they they're trying to make sure that because uh, Saudi Arabia's. Um, uh, uh, the transfer fees Saudi Arabia have paid in the last year, 878 million pounds to European clubs, which is one whole Chelsea transfer window all on their own. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and it represents apparently 11% of the, uh, of transfers, uh, in and out of European clubs now. And it was before, I think, uh, one or two percent. Um, and and so they're obviously becoming a big factor, and it seems to me that these clubs they don't know what they don't know what to do for their own good. Do you know what I mean? I mean that uh, bringing FIFA in, bringing UEFA in, what is Saudi Arabia going to say? Yeah, we'll sign up to that. We'll sign up to a mechanism like that if we're in the Champions League. Yeah, yeah. you know, if, no, we're, if we're this, I, if, if we're that, you know. I, uh, and it's actually, of course, it's part of the the, the general what I like to think of as money blindness, uh, and I mean blindness in the sense of snow blindness. If yeah. there's money there, they just the de- wrong decisions are made time and time and time and time again, or 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 the idea that more money must be the best thing is. Always wins over everything else. It's 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 deeply. Well, different. yeah. I mean, and, and this, is, this is the great advantage that Saudi Arabia has is is how very very much of it they have. Yeah, yeah. But exactly. I mean, you can see that writ large in 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 just the one uh, story that's been rumbling on this week, uh, which is the uh, attempt by uh, Saudi Arabia to kidnap. I mean, sign uh, Mo Salah. Yeah. from from Liverpool um and you know taking advantage of another thing that obviously the clubs will want to bring into line the fact that uh Saudi Arabia mysteriously have a transfer window that is a week um longer mm. than the European one why they have a transfer window i can't i i can't quite fathom why they have one at all but still um so Liverpool have been bracing all this week uh, for a supposed 215 million bid uh, for Mo Salah from Al Hitty Al Itihad, and I don't quite get this. I must say, just a, a small side, a side thing. Apparently, Al Itihad are the ones who are bidding for uh, Mo Salah, and previously the Saudi Public Investment Funds bought the players and then allocated them a club. So I don't. I, I, this makes me think that this might all just be uh, uh, just groundless speculation. Uh, well, yeah, I think anyway. that that may well be true, or they've decided they need to stop saying the Saudi investment fund so often <laughs> because that's where they get criticised, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, I, I, the, the Saudi the the Saudi bid for uh, Sal, the alleged Saudi bid for Sal, which may turn out to be horseshit, may turn out to be camel shit, let's say. But mm. um, it did it did provoke uh, you know statements that that remind me of the of the money blindness that you were speaking of. Mm. Um, Carragher, Jamie Carragher said. Um, I think even for supporters who love him and don't want him to move, if that number keeps going up and up, there is a stage where they can't turn it down and that would be 200 million. Yeah. And you think, what the fuck are you talking about, you damn bloody idiot? Yes. You know, what yeah. Liverpool fan cares about? Oh, and, and some do, actually, in fairness to Jamie Carragher, some do go on uh, message message yeah, yeah. Uh, things and say, yeah, if we can get 200 million, you don't get 200 million, you yeah. damn bloody idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you lose Mo Salah. That's what happens in this transaction. Yeah. 
you know, you don't support the bloody bank balance. You support the players on the no. field. You know? and, and do you know what's been, I found baffling this week? I know that uh, Manuel Neuer is one of your deeply hated people <laughs> yeah. in the world. Um, <laughs> and I've always had a special place in my arse for Sergio, <laughs> for Sergio Ramos. And yes. yet this week, Sergio Ramos has come out to, to be a much better person than Jordan Anderson. <laughs> offered <laughs> yeah. offered uh, uh, Saudi money, blah, blah, blah. Yes. Said, yeah, no, yeah. I'm going to go back to Seville, my boyhood club. I could have carried yes. on. I could have carried on at PSG. I could have gone to Saudi. I could have gone to its states. No, I'm going to come there. I'm going to. They're going to pay me the the average wage, which is still about yeah, a million yeah, yeah. quid a year. Yeah. And you just think, oh, that's so much better, isn't it? And it just shows it is possible. It is possible to turn down, you know, uh, uh, untold riches. Well, yeah, there were some comparisons, weren't there, between? I mean, this is the, the thing is, it is quite depressing when a footballer who you've who you've liked, who you've enjoyed watching, which Jordan Henderson, I have enjoyed watching, playing for Liverpool, playing for England. I, I've 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 enjoyed. Um, his his contribution, um, and you, uh, and then you find that this person is so uh, uh, blinded by cash that they that they will sacrifice their own reputation, their yeah. own their own uh, story, their own. You know, he's written the chapter that has ruined everything that has gone before. Yeah, and there, uh, in some of the articles, they compare him, uh, Henderson, with James Milner. And James Milner uh, left Liverpool at about the same time, and you know had had similarly reached the end of the road at Anfield, and he chose to go to Brighton and continue playing playing football in uh, at, uh, at the highest level that he could, you know, and and no, it's, it's, I think no. I think I think you know I, I I'm always baffled by a footballer who won't uh, who will willfully ignore uh, what history will say about them. Yeah, well, anyway, it's it's the old uh, Blair. Um, uh, it's going to be my uh, what's the word? My when you leave a, leave a good reputation behind, my legacy. That's it. <laughs> legacy. I'm getting older. You uh, know, words- all I was thinking was that I was going to say my Henderson. And yeah. This is going to be my Henderson. <laughs> uh, this is, this, as I walk around, words drop out of my head. You know, I just uh, <laughs> never to come back. Uh, finally, I just one quick thing on Jordan Henderson. I thought this week, right? He bucked up really badly. They're doing this. Big thing, the PFA are trying to get more stuff for head injuries for old players. You yeah, know, yeah. we've seen it with Jeff Astor, we've seen it with lots and lots of players. In fact, I yes, was yes. I was trying to do it with a with a with a, another charity about 15 years ago, but suddenly they're interested in it again now. And yeah, thought, yeah, all yeah. he has to say is, I'll tell you what, I'm gonna give 10 million pounds to that trans to that, you know, to course. that fund, yes, yes. Well, yeah. and at least I mean, okay, it doesn't make up for the rest, but at least it shows. Some sense of public spiritedness, even even you know professional spiritedness. Yes, yes, and 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 a, a sense of, of belonging still to the human British race, football, <laughs> to the human race. Yeah, yeah. To British no, I mean it's very it's very uh, interesting and also distressing. I think the link between um, between heading a heading a football, particularly an old style uh, football. Um, and uh, and and sort of dementia and impact injury. I mean, I, I, as I say, as you know, last year I was, I was writing a, a, a 
play about Charlie Williams, the comedian who used to play for Doncaster Rovers, used to play for uh, it's from Barnsley, and uh, he had dementia later late in his life, and uh, you know they, they didn't make a connection to, but he was a centre back and he was heading the ball all the bloody time at a time mm. when it was made of leather and soaked full of water and you know like heading a medicine ball, you know? yeah. And and the, I think there are lots of players who oh, um, where no link has been made, you know. Oh, where... without a shadow of a doubt, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, mm. Okay, well, we should take a break, really, unless there are any other transfer window stories that you wanted to cover. Um, <laughs> there wasn't really for me. They just kept going on about Alex Iwobi for about 12 hours, and, and that was it. But I did enjoy I did enjoy the fact that I've decided that Cole Palmer, who yeah. uh, went from Man City to Chelsea, is the anti-Kane. In that he's won everything already, and he just wants to go somewhere and fuck. He about wants to play for a football. Bit. Yeah, he yeah. just wants to muck about. Speaking of the anti-Kane, and yeah. there was a little transfer story that I liked, which was that uh, now that Kane is at Bayern Munich playing for Thomas Tuchel, that there's a chance that he's going to be playing for a new manager fairly soon because people don't like Thomas Tuchel. They say that, uh, and his reputation is he's very erratic and. Uh, and irrational, <laughs> and they they want shot of him. And apparently, his he he wasn't very keen on uh, on getting Harry Kane. The club were very keen, right. but he wasn't particularly keen because he wanted a number six. Uh, so he, hence he he was interested in Declan Rice, but they couldn't afford him. He was interested in Palinia the last yes. um, uh, day of the transfer window. And the worry is that you know because he was he he wanted a number six and he got a number nine that he's going to ask Harry Kane yeah. to. Put, Cage play on his head. <laughs> <laughs> of course. What could make more sense than that? <laughs> oh, dear, dear, dear. Uh, somebody, somebody wrote, just very briefly, somebody wrote, which I thought was great. Do they get a leaving do? <laughs> I thought it was such a great... Do they get presents? It's such a great idea. Or do they just disappear and never, ever, never, never again? Yeah. No, There's that. A... They do that, don't they? Yeah, I mean, we said, just... didn't we, last week, when Harry Kane uh, left Spurs, when that transfer was yeah. being done, they told him not to turn up. They told him not to turn up at training. So he never got, he had to ring people up to say goodbye to them. Yeah. You know, I think, I mean, they could have given Mason Greenwood, you know, uh, a blow up doll and said, they are, that'll keep you out of of trouble. (laughs) Right, on that bombshell, uh, uh, perhaps we'd better take a break. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Anyway, before we linger any longer over the perfectly modulated and conducted strains of the Premier League's Philharmonic Orchestras of Virtuosos, let us first bung our ears up and try and get out of the tube station without having our brains destroyed by the one-man band blocking our way to the up escalators. I speak, metaphorically of course, of the Vanarama, the league beneath the league, where skill with the clown horn and the heel-operated symbol counters creativity. The Vanarama is where my team, Oldham Athletic, currently tread water, hoping to be thrown one of those long polystyrene things that are neither useful nor entertaining, but might just keep your head above the surface for a crucial second or two longer. Last weekend, we were away at Gateshead. The Heed, <laughs> once again, live on TNT Sports, formerly trading as BT Sports, who chose their fixtures before the season kicked off at a time when we were second favourites for the title, as opposed to 20th in the table. Kicking off at 5.30, after everybody else had played, there was a danger we could have been in the drop zone, but phew, we made it, thanks to Southend's ten-point deduction, which were in serious danger of rendering irrelevant by the end of the month. But I've been to Gateshead. I didn't go this time, but I, have, I went a couple of years ago for a cup game. And it's an international athletic stadium with a running track, and the curving away end is a long way behind the goal with a large semicircle of real estate for the ball boys to cover. Chris, it looks a little bit, as I was watching the game, it looks a little bit like a PE college. Yeah. It's got a sort of corner bit that's, uh, you know, they've got an entrance to it and all that. Sort of. didn't, you, didn't you go to Gateshead for a midweek game? Uh, well, no, no, it was, I think it was a Saturday. It was a, it oh, was a were... FA Cup game. Ah, right. uh, yeah, it was a couple of years ago when we were the, you know, when we were the Giants and they were the, and they were the yeah. Minnows. Yeah. You remember those days? They were yeah. very, very uh, short period of time ago. But anyway, um, and yes, on Saturday, this the, the, there's this big D shape behind the goal that, that I think they use for for shot putt and things like that. You know, and, and uh, but Saturday this was occupied by the large sponsored rowing boat that our chairman, beloved Wallace and Gromit character Frank Rothwell, is going to row across the Atlantic later this year. You know, when it gets cold enough, <laughs> in an attempt to break a couple of world records, both of which he already holds. So they're just, you know, he's going to be the oldest man to cross the Atlantic, older than the previous bloke, which was also him. But anyway, he's quite a character, Frank. Um, you remember he sat among the away fans last time you were on the telly at Chesterfield, and there were some distressing clips on Once Upon a Time Twitter of him being harangued as he left early for not sacking David Unsworth. And he's not a man to be daunted, Frank. And this time he not only brought his rowing boat along, uh, he sat in the away end again. And what's more, he stood up, faced the back, and made a speech, you know, unamplified, with just his own shouty voice, uh, about how nobody loves the club more than David Unsworth. Nobody's more upset when we lose than David Unsworth. Asking for support, saying, you're not fans, you're supporters, so support the club. And it all went a bit Delia Smith. I don't know if you saw any of that. Uh, I did, I did, I did, I did. And it was interesting because he still retains enough love to have got away with it, as opposed yeah. to being taken down into the concourse and beaten nearly half to I death. Mean, imagine imagine <clears throat> Bill Kenwright trying that. Oh. You know, and away end of heaven. Gets oh, imagine Bill Kenwright trying to row the Atlantic. <laughs> um, he will. <laughs> that's, that's well, yeah. I mean, I do admire the cojones on Frank Rothwell, I must say, but I worry about him a bit. I, I mean, I don't think anyone would go any further than a little bit of verbal harassment at the moment. But I think anyone who actually had a pop at him would feel the same sort of heat that Kurt Zuma got for kicking his cat. Uh, but I worry that his faith in human nature might just be broken. And that would be sad to see. Um, broken by football. 
Hey ho, not the mm. first casualty either. Um, and at least he seems to have taken some steps to distance himself from the more argumentative element. And when Oldham scored midway through the first half, did you see this? The camera picked Frank out celebrating, surrounded by small children, like a sort of buffer zone. I mean, he looked a bit like Willy Wonka, <laughs> that he'd got them all to sit near him or, with, with the, lollipops. Or the Pied you know. Piper of Hamlin. The Pied Piper, exactly, yeah. <laughs> And I mean, if you read the message boards and the what used to be Twitter, you'd certainly feel that David Unsworth is a manager under pressure. I mean, you take internet disgruntlement with a pinch of salt, unless you actually are David Unsworth, it appears, because I've started to wonder whether he not only reads this stuff, but actually reacts to it and tries to placate it. I mean, calls for Kurt Willoughby to play, for example. Then he gets a couple of outings, moans about the low block suddenly against Gateshead, we're playing the highest press I've ever seen from anybody, even Liverpool, swarming the goal kicks. Three men in the penalty area trying to get the ball off the keeper. Now, Gateshead are a team that like to do that faffing about at the back thing. Um, So it was, you know, you did feel it was a legitimate tactic, but it was also diametrically opposed suddenly to what has seemed to be the very identity of the team since Unsworth took over. Oldham, as you've seen, went ahead twice, pegged back twice. The game finished 2-2. Oldham looked a better side, pressing, to be honest, and actually caused Gateshead some problems. And I think, you know, narrowly deserved to win, in my view. But anyway, so maybe we'll start getting stuck in. Who knows? Infuriatingly, though, after last week, Mike Fondop kicking the ball away early on and getting booked, and then getting an inevitable red card. Um, This time, Mark Shelton kicked the ball away, got booked, and later got sent off. It's like there was a memo about the kicking the ball away thing, and it never got to Boundary Park. I mean, the, the refereeing was a bit bizarre, in fairness. I mean, Shelton's second booking came after a Gateshead player fell over his own feet, and Shelton's no, nowhere near touching him. And six Oldham players were booked, no home players, until very late on, when he booked their number 15. And it really took the TV by surprise, and they captioned it as a booking for our number 15, <laughs> Oldham's Devon Green, who had been substituted 10 minutes earlier. So, Which I thought was telling yeah. <laughs> but anyway <laughs> I'm going to say I mean who am I to advise uh, the sainted Frank Roth- Rothwell but it, it strikes me if you if you want to break the record or have the record for being the oldest person to row the Atlantic instead of breaking it and then rowing it again why not just wait right on the <laughs> edge of America until you're about to die and then one final stroke and you're the oldest then yeah, and yeah. Well, well that's, that'll be your best. Your best. Yeah, I thought you were going to say, why not wait? You know, by the coast, and if anybody looks like lowering a sponsored rowing boat into the water, just shoot them. <laughs> yeah, but okay, you <laughs> can do both. Look out for look out for old geezers with sponsored <laughs> rowing boats. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. He must have contacts in the sponsored rowing boat world. You know. A spate of elderly <laughs> rowers being shot off the coast of Virginia. Lewis! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was another crazy week, wasn't it, in the it was. uh, Premier League? Um, uh, it was well, I was that- going to just very quickly mention Stoke. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Stoke lost. Right, that's it. <laughs> Actually, the only other thing I had to say about Stoke was I caught myself. I caught myself during the transfer window um, being, again, from the message board thinking, yes, we definitely, we've got to get a uh, left centre-back cover. We, if we haven't got a left centre-back, what are the club do? You've got to get, without cover yeah. at left centre-back, it's a nightmare. And then I went to make myself some lunch and I thought, God, I've needed a new grill pan for about five years. So <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing criticising them? Yeah, have you not got a, a, a spare grill pan? Have you not got cover? No, that's, what, that? I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can, you can, uh, there are so many rabbit holes you, you disappear down if you, if you read that stuff. Yes. I mean, I find uh, I, I get, I get so impatient reading what some, what some geezer that I don't, cause I don't know anything about them. I don't know anything anything about what their credentials are or their mental health you know except from what i can read and i find that i i very quickly will will skip someone if they put an apostrophe in the wrong place oh there's one there's one guy in particular and, and, and from his from his input um i gather that he's of similar age to me he has similar you know similar range of uh, experience and memories as, as far as i can tell but he puts apostrophes in every plural yeah and as soon as I see one now, I think, well, fuck off. <laughs> I don't care what <laughs> you think. It would be great if you had a player called Apostrophe and the manager put him in the wrong place. And then yeah. you could moan about that. <laughs> oh, once again, square peg in the, wrong, in the, in the round hole. <laughs> Apostrophe's yeah. playing on the wing. <laughs> so, uh, yes, yeah, so the rest of the weekend's uh, football, well, you know, up there in the on the, the heights. Uh, yeah, the, well, the... I, was, I was very uh, taken with... Uh, Darwin Nunes' sudden reversion to type. You know, after after last week, the new dawn signalled by his rapier-like finishing against Newcastle. The, the reverting, the, you know, the, the 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 new Darwin Nunes. That's gone. <laughs> He's back to hitting the post, hitting the bar, trying to score with his head and his knee at the same time. And in fairness, you know, uh, the time he hit the post, it bounced in off a defender for an own goal, but he had missed. <laughs> you know, so one of the great certainties of current football can still be relied upon. Darwin Nunes will still fuck it up <laughs> and so that was there was something heartening about the, the the certainty of that i mean i i last sunday i was playing cricket and sat on the boundary while friends of mine were watching the arsenal united game on their phones mm. and uh, a couple of everton fans so i was getting the game through a peculiar prism i don't know if you've ever had this their principal interest was not in how this would affect everton or uh, anything like that but how it would affect their fantasy league teams Ooh, wow. And you know, and so they didn't want Arsenal to win. They didn't want United to win. They didn't want. They they wanted. Uh, you know, they were quite pleased when United had that late winner that ultimately was ruled out. But when when it looked like it was a goal, ah, oh, yeah, United have won. But it's a Bruno Fernandez uh, assist. Yes. So that's good for me. that's well, good. For, and I can't I can't watch football with these people. No, 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 me neither. <laughs> I th- yeah. and, and of course, uh, uh, fantasy league has has made assists a real thing. Hasn't a real. It? thing yes absolutely that's quite i mean actually in the case of arsenal versus manchester united my compass is all over the place yeah, because yeah. i want them both to lose okay yeah, yeah. it's one dra- of those uh, yeah and a draw is no good because there's not enough pain in a draw they could both be satisfied with the draw one of them has to lose i don't it doesn't really matter which one but one has to and best of all they need to lose in a sort of rather tragic way so it it fulfilled some yeah, yeah. of my expectations it, it did fulfill yeah. some of the your thing. i mean it sounded like an exciting game i watched it on on, uh, match of the day two, of course, and there was a bit that struck me as odd on match of the day two. I don't know. Do you watch match of the day two? No. I mean, it's it was Mark Chapman, who I like, yes, and Stephen Warnock, who's not bad, and Jermaine Genus was also on it, um, talking about entertaining football. And Chapman at one point said to Jermaine, and there was a little twinkle in his eye, and I don't know what the, what this related to, but it said, "So, do you like entertainment, then, Jermaine?" Okay, and Jermaine did a little sly smirk back and said as long as you're winning, okay? And then the three of them all absolutely laughed their heads off for about 20 seconds. And I thought, what the fuck happened there? 
that's not funny. What the hell's so fucking funny? <laughs> Yeah. You know, do you like entertainment, the Jane? What, uh, Jermaine? What's he talking about? Is he talking about uh, uh, what are you doing on the one show then? <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, it's clearly an in, an in joke, but, uh, but yeah, I, uh, what the hell? So, and three of them laughing their bloody heads off. Yeah. And there was another funny thing after the game. Um, Declan Rice was asked about the crowd singing uh, "Rice, Rice, Baby." Do you hear yes. that? They were singing "Rice, Rice, Baby," and he went and he and he put his chin in his chest and, he, and rather sheepishly he went, "Yeah, by by Vanilla Rice, <laughs> featuring me." <laughs> and just no. a fabulously eggy moment. Yeah. A fabulously eggy little moment. It was egg fried rice. The Brighton game, sorry, very quickly, a, a, yeah, yeah. a similar, uh, um, uh, this was a commentator moment, at the end of the game, well, well, that was a hat trick that was Evan sent and Irish okay. eyes are smiling. <laughs> thinking, oh, really? Oh, no. And of course, the Arsenal-Man United game was also the game where some half-wit stuck a Glasgow kiss on Roy Keane of all people I mean yeah. which has the feel doesn't it of a bet or of someone who, who saw an anecdote that he could dine out on for years all the years or, he'll be banned from ever going to football yeah right. or, or it could be it could be thought of as suicide by Keane <laughs> and the, the little footage that, that was it was going around was after it had happened someone had started filming after it happened yeah, yeah. and Micah Richards seemed to have this guy pushed up against the door and you think if you're going to have a go at Keane at least have the common sense to do it when Micah Richards is somewhere else you see the arms on him I mean Jesus yeah. if you're going to have a, a you know a, a, a peacekeeper you know, Michael Richards is about as about as forceful as you can yeah, get. Exactly. Well, and Keane actually, funny enough, he couldn't couldn't really moan about it at all because he had a moan at the beginning of the match when the two teams were in the tunnel about players hugging each other from yes. different teams. And so, you know, this this if you want Roy, this is the opposite of that. This is somebody who supports the other team, and they're not hugging you, are they? Are they, Roy? No, they're headbutting you. Well, they're that's kissing you in inverted like. commas, yeah. Glasgow style. No, yeah, I mean it was it was a, a, a classic expression of, of Keenian uh, philosophy. It was. It's true. <laughs> and, uh, I just the, the, another thing that my uh, Everton supporting fantasy league cricket friends told me is that there is a thing which I haven't seen uh, put on uh, on match of the day or anything like that. You know, expected goal. Oh, yeah. You know, there's also expected points uh, based on expected goals on those res- if those results were, there, were played out, and uh, and by their reckoning, Everton should be second behind <laughs> Manchester City apparently on expected points. So because apparently they're making loads of uh, chances, they're just not taking them because they yeah. haven't had a strike. They've got Beto now, so maybe Beto will be better, but they have a, they. They're making loads of chances and just not scoring them. Mm. Apparently, I don't. I, that stuff baffles me. To tell you the honest truth, the XG quite, quite apart from the maths, it's just how often it's wrong. And the same. Well, it does seem to be, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Just, I mean, that, uh, one thing about that United uh, um, uh, Arsenal game was I, I am becoming obsessed with Casemiro because I I'm sure. He's a good looking I, and man. I'm worried about him. I think I think he's had an allergic reaction to a bee sting because his really? face is enormous, isn't it? His <laughs> face is it shouldn't it's like one of those little dolls you used to get, football dolls with the wobbly heads. Yes. Massive, massive head. Massive heads. And anyway, yeah. I'm just saying maybe he should he should uh, have that have that have that looked at. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he does, of course. He's well, on television. Yes, it's, yeah. it's hard to ignore looking oh, at I've it. looked at it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And it was great to see uh, uh, Johnny Evans uh, playing again. Um, it was. Uh, it was. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, the, it was. Uh, it was hilarious. The the uh, the the whining afterwards about about the Declan Rice goal, about the Rice Rice baby goal, um, that Johnny Evans was somehow fouling someone fouling the guy whose whose shirt collar he had in his hand and was and was pulling him backwards and forwards not yeah. so not to pull him in anywhere particular but just pulling him so he wasn't on uh, uh, balanced you know yeah. and uh, the idea that somehow this guy i forget which i was it gabriel i think it might have been uh, was fouling johnny evans by letting johnny evans pull his shirt backwards sure, yeah, and forwards yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah throwing his collar at him uh, <laughs> if you exactly. like i I also like the I like the idea that Harry Maguire is looking at Johnny Evans and going, God, they brought him in. They brought this old bloke, although they were teammates, of course, at Leicester. They yeah. brought this old bloke in instead of how can they prefer somebody that old over me? And Colleen Rooney's going, Yep, been there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the other and another game, another game that happened, let's say. Yes. <laughs> um was the uh, Man City bit of playing against uh, Fulham. And there was an incident in that which which featured, didn't it, in this uh, in this new Sky TV offering. Did you see this match officials mic'd, mic'd up? up. Do you see that? And yeah. M-I-C apostrophe D. What sort of abomination is that? Well, I think they're worried. I very nearly stopped there. <laughs> well, it's a terrible name. And I just worried yeah. if they were trying to get something to say that it's, they're not using Mike because it's Michael Owen. You know, yeah, so it's got maybe. to be little, little C, you know, apostrophe well, D. What the, uh, I tell you anyway. what, what, it, uh, what it is, is there is a programme in America, which is NFL. Uh, 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 officials mic'd up. It's called yeah. mic'd up, and it's spelt like this. So Americans are to blame, but um, hosted by Michael Owen, alongside Howard Webb, and it's going to be apparently a monthly a treat. Yeah. And they somehow—I don't know how they did this—but they both managed to give the impression that they've never had a normal human conversation in their lives, either of them. And maybe that the whole thing was what AI is going to be like. <laughs> you know, you've got an AI version of Michael. Maybe it was, but uh, uh, Michael Owen and of Howard Webb, and they say the sort of things that they might have. But they say them in, they say them in 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 suspiciously whole sentences. You know, uh, and, and like the doing whole thing, English language O level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole thing, the whole thing was like uh, a, a run through of it of what it was going to be. It, it was very very strange. Howard Webb wearing standard issue match of the day shoes. Have you, have you seen this phenomenon? All the pundits wear them. There's they're like deck shoes, but with big white soles. Oh, right. You, check, check that. Are they, they, they all wear, I don't know what they are. Um, but Howard Webb was wearing them, uh, you know, so he hadn't gone formal. No. Um, uh, but he does, he's odd, Howard Webb, because he's, 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 so, he's so bound by regulation and by the wording and by the the fine the, the fine tuning of the wording of the regulations that he lives his life by that he talks like a policeman uh, who only knows how to proceed in a northern direction right, and yes. has forgotten how to say i went yes you know? yes absolutely i or i observe thee rather than yeah, i saw yeah 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 um actually that's interesting because one of the things i got from the show was apart from him howard um how incredibly confident referees have to be and so they go no definitely not or yeah, yeah. yes that's a penalty. don't even argue with me that is a penalty you yeah know? yeah well, and, the, the audio that you heard from on the yeah, pitch yeah, yeah. yeah 
Yeah. Uh, that, uh, yes. Did you hear the the, the referee w- that sent off Van Dyke going? Yes, that's a foul. Go, go. <laughs> You've yes, got to go. Yes. yes. <laughs> I also liked. We don't give those. Yeah. We don't, that's just contact. We don't give them. Uh, don't give those. Exactly. No, no, yeah. No, 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 yeah. No. And whereas the pundits say it, any kind of contact you give that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's but what the, you give. <laughs> but the, I mean, the, the, it was it didn't really work because apart from anything else, the audio on what the people at Stockley Park was so terrible you could hardly hear it at all. Well, yeah, but what you could hear as well. I mean, at the same, they played at the same time, and some this must be what is being heard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the VAR Confusing. is what the re, what the referee says. The linesman is chipping in. There's the assistant referee, uh, AR one. They were calling him. Yeah. Uh, but it's the linesman, isn't it? And yeah, then yeah. there's the VAR assistant. Uh, and in one of the games, I forget which one, the VAR assistant was very um, front foot, came yeah. in very, very early yeah. and and wasn't wasn't giving way. No. And, you know, the, the whole thing seems, ah, it seems built for error, yeah. <laughs> doesn't it? And the more that, the, the more that they show the, the more they show how it works, the less confident you are in it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's definitely true. I mean, I thought it's very confusing. And to be the referee in that situation, when you've also got all the players shouting at you, there's an awful yeah. lot going on there. I mean, I think I think what everybody really wanted, which it didn't deliver, was this idea that you go, well, we're going to refer that to VAR. And then in the background, you hear somebody going, one potato, two potato, three <laughs> yeah. potato, four. Or going, yeah. Yes, all round and round and round it goes. Where would it yeah. stop? Nobody knows. Or you, it's a you hear the you hear the theme tune to Inspector Morse you know, in the background, <laughs> being watched on a small portable television. Yeah, it's the same week actually that the PGMOL um, put an advert in for a member, a new member for their communications team, and you're thinking, Nah, that's not a job you want. That's, that's just, not a job you want. That's not a job you no, want. No, well, I mean, they've gone mad with the with the old apologising, haven't they? And I, I, you know, and it seems it seems the program. Howard Webb and Michael Owen, the crazy world of Howard Webb, the comedy stylings of Howard Webb. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 on the one hand, it seems to be uh, establishing a hierarchy of wisdom where there's the bloke on the pitch and then there's the VAR that is that knows better mm-hmm. and then there's Howard Webb and Michael Owen, yes. <laughs> you know, who are who are at the, at the, at the top of the pyramid. And... Um, I, I I think it was interesting that uh, Howard Webb wasn't challenged at all. Was well, uh, no, know, there was by, a, there, there was an agenda. There was definitely an agenda. Really. Oh, of course, yeah. And I think it's an interesting one as well because Howard Webb's agenda is clearly to show as much of, as possible of how this works, so people a get a sense of how difficult it is, uh, but also if a mistake is made and they apologise for it, and this is the agenda they have when they're apologising yeah. for these things, is that if the similar um, incident happens, people, uh, uh, you know, it hasn't been swept under the carpet. So no, people no. know that with reference to their previous error. Yeah, they, well, that, especially the Akanji one. He said, he said, you yeah. know, okay, yeah, if the same thing happens, and then he immediately said, of course, the same thing couldn't happen because it's going to be slightly different. And so, yeah. you know, which well, is... Well, I said, I said, didn't I, when uh, there was uh, the, the game that Oldham played against Chesterfield uh, was very similar uh, insofar as there was a shot and Fondop was getting to his feet in an offside position and moved, his, his sucked his stomach in yeah. so that the ball could go past. Yeah. And I said, I said... <laughs> foolishly, I remember that time two weeks ago, that if we'd had VAR, they'd have disallowed that. 
and then the Akanji thing happens, uh, yeah, which is very similar, yeah, yeah. except except with the added element that Akanji clearly tries to kick the ball. And they and you hear them talking about it and saying, oh, he's trying to get out of the way. And they, what the fuck are you looking at? What are you looking <laughs> yeah, at? Yeah. You know? And I, I thought I thought VAR would have disallowed our, our our goal, and I thought they should have disallowed that, that one. Yeah, and and so to. does any fool watching, yeah. apart from the particular one. <laughs> but but I mean the bottom the bottom line is really the message has to be back up the referees because you, there's, then there's always this business about grassroots football and blah 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 yeah, and blah yeah. blah blah. But I mean I did think it was interesting. Well, first of all. Commentators like nothing more than saying, "Well, that's a great bit of refereeing." They love yeah. to say that because yeah. they know they're going to do slagging off at some other time. And the other <laughs> and thing they have was, to buy I, it. yeah, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. So, I, I do think, I do think, I'm afraid, half an hour once a month might not be enough. And they choose, <laughs> and they choose which decisions they're going to look at, which I think well, is, well they do. But the whole thing was so. Um, uh, not choreographed. So it was so sort of pre-ordained. It wasn't like a discussion of no, it. It, it was, was a, the one it show. Was like, it was a two-person uh, lecture, yeah. basically. Yes, and yes, uh, yes. it's a format for Howard Webb to speak directly to his public uh, <laughs> without anything in between. Because to Michael the- Owen was basically, uh, as it was as though Michael Owen wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Which was his great, which is his great skill, of course. Was, was yes, you know, yes, yes, yes. In the penalty suddenly, area, suddenly, and suddenly there he was to score. Yeah, but then, yeah. in the half an hour, that didn't happen. Well, we'll have to see. I'm fairly sure that uh, what was it? Refs mic'd up, is it called? Uh, match match officials. officials mic'd up. Yeah, I give think, them the proper name. I've got a feeling that when we come back, that'll be the end of all VAR controversy. Now, you know, I <laughs> yeah, think, that, think they've done. done it. <laughs> they've done it right there, and we now know, and it's fine. Um, yeah. Right, we're going to have to finish up. I just wanted to say one thing. I wish everybody would stop being so fucking horrible to Luton. Honestly, yeah. it's just like bloody open season for Luton and the Premier League themselves have started putting pictures up of Luton's ground and making jokes about it. And you think, well, that's not right. I just, no. I just, I just think it's solidarity for with those of us who don't have. Well, we do have quite a lot of money, but don't have an awful <laughs> lot of money. You know, listen, Luton have come up; they've every right to be there. You know, and yeah. Garth Crooks is saying uh, that um, they'll be down by Christmas, which is actually just about impossible, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, and they've put lots of. This is the entrance to Luton Town's ground. If they can't win at Luton, it's this. If they blah blah, and I just think I really now want Luton to stay up. Just yeah. for that, it just yeah, it's bullying. Yeah, yeah. It's bullying. If they and could stay my... up for two or three years, they'll have a brand new stadium. They're, yeah, they're built exactly, and and for my <laughs> mate Carl, who supports them, and Nick yeah, Owen, yeah. who's just recovering from prostate cancer. Yeah. But there you go. <laughs> he's a big Luton fan too. <laughs> I don't know about Anne Diamond. Well, I do no. know. I know a few things about well, Anne Diamond. Some things about Anne Diamond, not no, that particular one. Quite thing. a lot of things about Anne Diamond, Jeez. and you could hear those in this special patch. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. Thank you, Chris. Great stuff, mate. Thank, Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.